Don't cross it. You'll be sorry. Don't cross it. You'll be sorry. Don't cross it. You'll be sorry. Hello and welcome to the China Podcast, episode 10. We're all finished with work and ready to celebrate Spring Festival, which is coming very shortly. I'm looking forward to visiting the family and eating some good food. I don't quite know what the plans are with regards to eating arrangements yet. I don't know where I'm going to go and on what day. Um, Have you got a set plan? No real set arrangements as such, no. I imagine visiting people. Um... Eating a lot of food, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, are you going to watch the the New Year's show? I never watch the New Year's show. That's oh, brilliant. I usually watch the New Year's show the day after New Year's. I love sitting down watching the New Year's show all day long, listening to the hosts, oh, yeah. making speeches. And watching all the, all the dances. All the dances. I love yeah. it all. I love it. Yeah, they try to... I can't get enough of it. If they <sighs> could have one every day... For, for the nine days, for seven, I, or seven days, whatever it is. I, I can get enough of it. Like, what, what's going to happen in my family is they're going to eat lunch, then they're going to play mahjong, then they're going to eat dinner, then they're going to play mahjong, mm-hmm. and then the fireworks are going to go off, mm. and, that, and that's going to be it. And then the following day, it'll be lunch, mahjong, dinner, mahjong. Lunch, mahjong, dinner, mahjong. Repeat ad infinitum. And yeah, that's that's going to be the story of Spring Festival. That's Spring Festival in a nutshell. That's Spring Festival in a nutshell for most of China, yeah. And by the way, I'm not looking forward to the show. I, know, I don't watch it. You don't watch it? I have no interest, no more interest. You you have watched it though? I have seen, yeah, bits of it. Bits of it, yeah. It just seems, it's just a a, a, a Spring Festival party and all It's a party, it's a celebration, yeah. Celebration. And yeah. Mil- just, millions upon millions upon millions of people watch yeah, it. Yeah, sit down yeah. and watch it. yeah. It's kind of the thing. And uh, as you say, it's on repeat uh, pretty much every day. Pretty, uh, well, for, for, for a few days afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm... Across multiple channels, not just the not one. Not just the one channel, yeah. It'll be on CCTV, one, two, three, four, five. It'll be on all of them. They might show a good film. They might. They might. But, you know, well, everyone's playing Mahjong and eating dinner, there's lots of time to go and do some things that you might have been meaning to do. Yes, like the the art gallery we went to on Wednesday. Yeah, the multiplayer exhibition. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I was worried they'd miss the point of the exhibition entirely. If they're looking at changes within cultural ecology, that doesn't mean just technology. There are many factors which shape the space that surrounds you. Technology is a big one, granted, but I was happy to see they explored different avenues too. Uh, what was your favourite piece? My favourite piece, now there were a lot of really interesting stuff. There was, But yeah. the one that kind of jumped out at me was uh, a little exhibition called The Landscape Series by Li Jiaxin, yeah. the, the artist. And what it was, essentially, he had laid out a number of suitcases yeah. in various places in a small little space out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you looked inside these suitcases, because they were opened a little bit. Yeah. And if you peeked inside, what could you see, Owen? There were the, it was like the exterior of old Chinese buildings with mm-hmm. air conditioners attached and, you know, people hanging out their washing, hanging out their sausages and all of that. It was all, yeah. it was made by 
like it looked like a clay sort of a thing, but there were there were wires and stuff wires as well. and stuff holding it all together. Yeah, and so they're essentially like little cities inside like of suitcases. Little cities inside of suitcases, uh, and not just yeah. uh, suitcases as well, but uh, but um, panels of wood on yeah. the, on the wall. One of them was really one of them that and I thought on, was really on, cool. On top of rocks as well. Yeah, there, it was. Um, there was a piece of of. A building which had obviously been taken down mm-hmm. it was still kind of it was concrete connected by the rebar and on top of this they had created you know images of of the exterior of apartment buildings yeah and it was pretty cool so what you had were like hundreds yeah the, the artist managed to fit in hundreds of little caged windows yeah the old style that you yeah, see yeah, in, yeah. in in older parts of cities and yeah managed to fit them into into a very Big suitcase. Yeah, and you had to kind of look up. Some of them were, one of them was hung above your head, so you had to look up at it. And there was another one down on the ground that you had to get down and look at it. And mm-hmm. there was another couple around the back, so you had to, and you actually had to. So it actually was interactive. It was interactive, yeah. And this was the premise of the whole exhibition. Yeah. It was to be interactive. Yeah. Uh, another one I liked um, were the waves. The waves, oh, yeah. And this was a thing on the ground where if you walked along, there were like, you could make little waves behind you. There was this kind yeah. of roundy, kind of shadowy effect on the ground. Yeah, it was like it was, it was like almost, a sensor kind of thing. Yeah, from, I don't know where it came from. I don't I, know where the source was. And neither do I. But, but I was were, able to make the waves. No, I couldn't. You couldn't. No, I had my my Nike Air Air Soles. So my Nike Air Max. You're too so light. Too, too light, light on, on your feet. feet yeah. Yes. Yes. But it was kind. Of, it was cool as well. Um, with the the actual light that was used, because it, it would go from black and white to putting in shades of purple and green, and I just I, it just was visually appealing. Yeah, was that your favorite part? No, no, the Red Lake was my favorite part. Mm, so that's a it was a short film. It was it a was short. A, it was a long short film. It was a long short film. Yeah, it was. It must have been twenty minutes long, but it was again. It just without context whatsoever it was just a weird story that that just made you think um it was jung moing something like that was that the the name that of the was artist, the name right? of the that yeah. was the name of the artist um it had three old people and a young kid that was trapped in a in a in a cave and they beat him to death numerous times and force fed him and all sorts of stuff it was weird um but I like weird. So, um, anyway, a big thank you to all our listeners. And we appreciate the feedback we've received to date. A like and a follow on whatever your favorite platform is would be appreciated. We spoke last week about being able to keep the podcast relevant to what is going on in China at the minute. And this week, we are happy to be able to do just that. Yeah, we certainly are. Um, we also have... New countries listening to us. We do have new countries. Um, Colombia. Yeah. Is one that stands out for me. Uh, there's been a few listens from Colombia. Yeah. Um, and the guys in Belgium, yeah, they're, they're still listening. They're still listening. They're still going. Yeah. Um, which again, yeah, of course, we're, we are very, very grateful for. Um, but yeah, it's a big week for us, both with lots of preparation, some travel, uh, with lots of planning about what we are going to be bringing you in the coming weeks and months as and well. 
and that's all right. That's right. But I want you to picture something. Go on. What am I picturing? You're sitting at home in Ireland, and all of a sudden, your mother and your brother decide to get up and go to Africa for two weeks. And then you're kind of looking at him. You see your neighbor, and your neighbor is also, he's got up and he's went to Africa for two weeks. For a holiday? Yeah. And you're looking around and you notice that all your neighbours are gone. You look, go into town, there's nobody there, shops are closed and everyone has taken two weeks off and they've all went to Africa. Right, that's a lot of people going to Africa. Why are they going to Africa? Yeah, so you go to Dublin and you notice that the shops and the restaurants, they're, they're all closed too. And some of them have signs and windows saying they've gone to Africa. The Moroccan Tourist Board will be very happy now. Mm. Uh, yeah, the sounds of that. <laughs> the poor face makers' hands would start to would start to hurt. They'd be working their fingers to the bone. And of course, you'd have an awful lot of pyramid-shaped fridge magnets being sold. You would. And so, as you're in Dublin walking around, you realise that everybody in Ireland, they've all gone to Africa, and everyone in England, and France, and Germany. In fact, the whole population of the EU just left and went on a two-week holiday to Africa. How many people is that? 450 million people. Right. Would it be some laugh if everyone in Ireland, they all went to the same hotel, right? They all rocked up there, (laughs) 5 million people, and they're standing outside some kind of holiday inn, (laughs) right? And half of them are complaining because... They have room room keys that don't work. Yeah, that would be that'd happen in Holiday Inn, Ari. And yeah, yeah, Africa seems nice. Like that sounds like torture. Can you can you imagine? I can't deal with the the subway half the time. There's just too many people. Yeah. So why are we talking about Africa? Well, we're just using it as an analogy, really, um, to talk about Spring Festival, um, also known as Chunyun. Uh, And this is when people in China travel during Spring Festival. That's the term. Yeah. Now, so that's we are indeed talking about Spring Festival and Chunyun. Spring Festival falls on the 1st of February this year. And over the course of Chunyun, people are going to leave their city homes and go back to their hometowns to celebrate with their families. Chunyun is a 40-day period in china that started this monday um the 17th of january and it'll continue right up until february the 25th yeah and it is absolutely the best time to go to beijing and shanghai if you don't like crowds i arrived in beijing during chunyun and it was glorious going through tiananmen square with no crowds the only people there were foreigners and There were no queues for the Forbidden City or any of the tourist spots. Yeah, well, I imagine it wouldn't be this year, though, with the Winter Olympics. It's probably pretty busy there. Uh, You'd have to be pretty committed to come here for the Olympics. There are no quarantine exemptions like what Djokovic got in or was going to get in the Australian Open. Um, And the Chinese people, they won't be going. there are expected to be 300 million people traveling for winter sports this year in China. But 
not for the Olympics because there is no sale of public tickets. There's no sale of tickets to the public. Um, these 300 million people will just be going skiing or ice skating. Yeah, just doing their own thing. Just doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, or they might be doing the, the skeleton. Would you fancy that? Face first. Face first down an ice slide. I would rather deal with the people in a supermarket on Spring Festival. Well, Spring Festival is a big deal. So, what are we talking about here? In China alone, the Spring Festival is the biggest human migration in the world, as over 400 million people will empty the cities and return to their rural homes across the country. Lunar New Year is a public holiday in several countries in East Asia. Chinese Lunar New Year begins at sunset on the day of the second new moon following the winter solstice, 21st of December. Um, This means the new year can begin any time from January 21st through to February 21st, um, give or take a leap year. And it's a hell of a spectacle. Um, I want to to bring you back to the numbers here for a minute and imagine the scale of this. These people need to use transport and they will use whatever transport is available. Planes, trains and automobiles. Without Steve Martin and John Candy. The numbers are, expect, are expected to exceed last year when 870 million trips were taken. And even in 2020, when 1.48 billion trips were recorded. Now, those numbers are obviously affected by COVID. Yeah, COVID lockdowns around here started the, the day before Spring Festival in 2020. Uh, so a lot of people had already travelled, um, or they were travelling when the cities were locked down. Yeah, my hometown is it's pretty close to Hubei, where Wuhan is. Yeah, that being where it's all started. Yeah, it was weird as all hell. Um, they cancelled. They just cancelled the fireworks display and told everyone to get off the streets. So what did you do? I went to my friend's house and I got drunk. Shout out to Yaku getting married next week. Um, all the best wishes with that. Okay, but you were locked in your house, yeah? Yeah, I was locked in my house uh, the basically the day of Spring Festival. So the fireworks was not the day we were locked. It was the day after that okay. we got locked up. Yeah. Um, so the local government, they moved really quickly on it. Um, locked us up on the day of Spring Festival for seven weeks. And they put boulders on the highways into the city to stop the flow of traffic. And people were not allowed in or out of the city. Um, we were actually the first city to have a person with COVID released from hospital. Um, we were there. We were there right in the mix, in the trenches. Except the trenches involved my dog pooping on the living room floor. Uh, sounds like a really shitty time. <laughs> You're fantastic. Huh? Uh, but yeah, the the government went they went to extraordinary lengths to stop people from traveling and most people didn't like they couldn't um they just stayed at home and every two or three days one person one person from each house was allowed to go out for groceries um some places had a had a harder they they weren't allowed out at all and the groceries were delivered into them yeah um, this this is this is how china deals with covid or at least how it dealt with covid back in 2020 um yeah they just locked down entire areas of cities and it isn't unusual to have two-thirds of a hundred thousand people tested and 
not allowed to leave their homes for two weeks. Um, you heard about the woman on the blind date, did you? In Zhengzhou, yeah. Yeah, so this is what she said on our WeChat. I'm getting quite old, so my parents arranged more than 10 blind dates for me. Um, not unheard of in China. Um, this happens. Yeah. Um, and she wrote that her fifth date um, had said that he was quite good at cooking. And he invited me to his house so he could cook a meal. Just like just like you. You know your way around the kitchen. I, I try. <laughs> yeah, you know what the bottles do. You know what food to put them in. I do. I know the basics. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, she was in this guy's house uh, on a date. And the community went into lockdown. That guy's community. Um, and she was stuck there. Yeah. Two weeks staying with a guy you never met before. And your only company is his collection of porcelain, porcelain dolls. Or just some guy who just keeps asking you questions about the other dates. Like that. Oh. <sighs> it doesn't sound like a, a recipe for success, does it, it? No. After a week or two, she was probably thinking of ways to kill him and get away with it. Yeah. And, and his dolls. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like at first, she wasn't too keen on him. Yeah. Um, at least that's the story. Uh, but he was cooking every day, and he treated her well. Um, she wasn't too into him at first, but... But? She changed her mind? She did. She has announced that she's getting engaged to him. Oh, that sounds like Stockholm Syndrome. Best of luck to him, I suppose. Yeah, this is what she said. Uh, at first, it was embarrassing for me to live in another person's home. But soon I found they are easygoing and I got used to life there. But only a week later, the guy, whose name is Faye, uh, his parents suggested they think about marriage. Um, the woman, Xiao Qing, she disagreed, saying it was far too early. Um, and besides, she didn't like him anyway. <laughs> That's the most Chinese thing I've ever heard. Um, and of course, yeah, the parents, they are awfully forward about these things Um, anyway after living together for a few weeks she said she found it easy to get along with Faye um, and said their souls are compatible Um, and of course yeah her her parents they're very happy with him too now that's the most that's the most Chinese thing I've ever heard I have friends who've broken up with their partners their boyfriends and their girlfriends just because their parents were unhappy it's that's really common in China. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very very common. Um, but yeah, get this. She said that they are planning to marry after waiting six months because they don't want to be impulsive. She doesn't want to be impulsive. Somebody needs to get her a dictionary and point her to the word impulsive because I don't think she knows what it means. But yeah, whatever. Best of luck to them. Right. So where were we? Travel numbers spring festival. Uh, 1.4 billion trips. Yeah. So it was 870 million last year, um, that being 2021, and 1.48 billion the year before. Get this. Pre-COVID trips taken. How many? I don't know. 3 billion. 2.4 billion trips by car. That's a lot of movement. That's a hell of a lot of movement. Um, guess how I know? 
I actually don't know. Well, you know everything because you are a weirdo and you love numbers. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I kept a news article. I kept a news article um, about it from the Insider from the 22nd of January 2020. Uh, right. So this is right before the corona lockdown in China. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, do you want to hear it? Yeah. We'll I'll give you I'll, parts we'll, of it. We'll all listen yeah. to it. Right. Here we go. So January 22nd, 2020, The Insider, James Frasley, he's a freelance reporter. Um, he used to make visual stories about giant squids and um, skyscraper cities in Yemen. Um, so visual stories like photo essays. Photo essays, yeah. Um, now, this is the first time I actually paid attention to COVID. And this is his article. There are... There are pictures that go with it too. Um, and all of this is what is and was common knowledge, but I think people forget about it now. The title. People in China are making three billion trips to celebrate the Lunar New Year and it's not going to help the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak. Well, it was never going to help it. it all, all those people on the move. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, it, but they didn't. It, they didn't know. Do you no, know what I mean? Nobody. Nobody knew the severity of, n- of had a, what, what it was all about. Nobody had a clue, and then all of a sudden, Spring Festival happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, it, I mean, it it happened at the worst possible time. Yeah, like if that if it had happened in I don't know June, you know, they lock everyone down for July, and that's it done. You know, yeah, and it happens during the summer. The, the weather is hotter, and and according to science, the this virus yeah. doesn't um, spread during the summer. It doesn't spread as much. It, it yeah, dies off. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm going to get into the meat of the article. Um, there are bullet points there, but the interesting stuff is in the article. Now, China's Wuhan coronavirus outbreak couldn't come at a worse time. From January 10th to February 18th. For 40 days, China is celebrating Lunar New Year Spring Festival, also known as Chinese New Year. Trains, planes, roads and ferries are filled to the brim as people journey home to be with their families. Now, remember this, this is another one, right? This is what it was called. The 2019 NCOV virus. Do you remember that? Do you remember when it was called that? Uh? Yeah. Right like at maybe, the very maybe. start. Yeah. That's what it was. It was mm. the 2019 novel coronavirus. Yeah. It was the NCOV. Um, was first noticed in a meat market in Wuhan, China, which sold animal products like cats and bats. But it's since spread to Beijing and Shenzhen, as well as South Korea, Thailand and Japan. One case was reported in the U.S., and airports are screening passengers for the virus. Now, that's all a quote from an article that was released on the 22nd of January 2020. There was one case in the US and they started screening people at the airports. Yeah, and back then they had no idea what was in store for them. Didn't have a clue. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Anyway... It continues, right? This is the article. There's more from the article. Okay. Travelers are wearing masks to try and avoid catching it. But one of the best ways to avoid catching the virus 
is to stay away from public places. Yet, that's difficult in China during the holiday, especially as this new year overlaps with university students' winter break. By Wednesday, the virus had killed 17 people and infected more than 500. Numbers? Numbers, yeah. 500. 500 people were infected in January of January 22nd, 2020. One case in America. And the thing about the numbers is 17 dead, 500 infected. And that all links to a CNN article. So was it banned? No, this is a weird one. Like, sometimes CNN doesn't work, sometimes it does. Um, but not foreign news is not banned in China. Like, I was reading CNN this morning without a VPN. The What's a VPN? It's a virtual private network. Never heard of it. Yeah, I wouldn't know what they are. Um, so, But the bans, they tend to be social media and pornography and that sort of thing. And Pinterest is banned, which is, you know, why the hell is that banned? Anyway, the CNN article that it linked to, that was the, that was the cool bit. Um, so it was a CNN daily live feed about what was happening in China with regards to COVID and how it was spreading. It was just automatically updating. All right. What was the starting point of all this? Of the live feed... I don't know, but the first death was the 11th of January, and it was it was when we were finishing work before before the Spring Festival, and it all happened so incredibly quickly. Um, Wuhan was actually locked down on the 23rd of January. That was the day after this article, and that's why I saved it, because they locked down an entire city, and this was the article the day before. So yeah, getting back to the the spring festival thing, um, that's probably why it, it spread so quickly. Exactly. Yeah, there were there were also a lot of people who were caught outside the country. Um, some some people were stuck abroad in Vietnam and Cambodia and stuff for months, unable to return. Now, if you think critically here, the title of the article was three billion trips were expected in twenty twenty. And there were 1.4 billion trips. So basically, people traveled back to their families and then they were stuck. And the return trips never took place. Yeah, and some of those people <coughs> are still stuck abroad. Some of them are two still years abroad, on. Yeah, two years um, on. Because, yeah, the COVID, it's still affecting travel. QR codes are still in use at train stations, bus stations, you name it. Um, and of course, this time of year, the government, it always steps up its efforts to control the spread um, of, of the virus. Uh, Beijing Dashing International Airport has established a 24-hour nucleic acid test site. Uh, travelers can be tested without having to make an appointment. Uh, and their results will be available in two to four hours, which is pretty rapid. Um, according to the latest epidemic control protocols, all travellers entering Beijing after January 22nd are required to have a nucleic acid test no later than 72 hours after their arrival. And if they are coming from abroad, they are brought straight to a quarantine hotel. And almost everything is contactless. There's an app 
for all of these things. Yeah. Um, Beijing West Railway Station will handle 3 million passengers during the entire Chunyun. That's a daily average of 75,000 travellers. Um, the three major railway stations in Shanghai, um, they're expected to see about 174,000 trips on the first day of Chunyun, which was Monday. Yes, uh, 75,000 people getting trains each day for for 40 days. You know, that's just one train station. And it'll be like that uh, all across the country. All across the country, yeah. yeah. They won't hit those numbers, but um, they will be quite high. They will be high, All the yeah. same. Um, and of course, if you want to get to one of these sta- uh, train stations, you are going to have to prepare yourself. Um, it's a good idea to order your tickets days in advance. Um, you don't have a choice, really. Uh, tickets, they're going to sell out fast. Yeah, that's right. They'll they'll be gone. There's 25 million people travelled by train on Monday. And that was just the first day. But the train system is set up for enormous numbers. Pretty much every train station in China looks way bigger than necessary on any normal day. It isn't until you get to the Spring Festival that you understand why these train stations are as large as they are. Right, on to planes. The Civil Aviation Administration of China uh, said nearly 600,000 passenger flights are taking place during the Chunyun period, with the potential for another 20,000. And if there's an outbreak, they're going to act immediately to shut down travel. Um, So there's a likelihood of another round of Spring Festival lockdown. Yes, the ever-present elephant in the room. Yes, and plane travel has become a lot more, a lot pop, a lot more popular over the recent years. The prices are not that much different to the train ticket prices. Uh, they are often cheaper too. They are, um, and the government doesn't want people traveling. The, before we look at that, who are these people? Who are, who are all these people who are traveling? Um, who are these people who are living so far away from their homes? Now, there are 285 million migrant workers in China. Now, a migrant worker is a, a guy who works away from his home. 116 million are called local migrant workers. They, they're close enough to their home. 99 million are intra-province migrant workers. That means they're in the same province as where they're from but they might be on the other side of the province. And then there are 70 million who are inter-province and they work in a completely different province to where they are from. Yeah, as we speak, there are 10 provinces and regions in China um, that are registering COVID-19 infections um, and eight regions in six provinces have detected the highly contagious Omicron variant. It has arrived, it is here. Um, So... People from those places, they're not going anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, they're not. They're stuck. Now, municipalities like Beijing and Tianjin and provinces like Central Mongolia or Central China's Henan, East China's Jiangsu and North China's Inner Mongolia. So really a good spread across the, the country. They've called on local residents to stay put during the holidays. Many cities said they're even going to offer cash or coupons for migrant workers um 
so Anhui's province's Hefei, that will reward each migrant worker who works during the holiday with 1,000 yuan, which is about $157, as a bonus. And Anhui's Wuhu will give migrant workers 200 yuan. Would, right. <laughs> would $30 be enough to keep you away from your family? No, no amount of money would, to be honest with you. Um, but there is a counterpoint to all that in some cities, for as long as it lasts. Iwu, in East China's Zhejiang province, will make all parking lots, buses and A-level scenic spots free during the holidays. Uh, which makes me think they are encouraging tourism. Well, they've opened new rail lines to have to use them at some point. Yeah, uh, and even in some of the bigger cities, you can still get in and out. Yeah. In Shenzhen, you need a green health code, uh, which is on an app that tracks your contacts, uh, and a nucleic acid test within 48 hours of leaving the city. You, you need both of these. Um, so you can leave, but only if you don't have the cocoa pox. <laughs> the cocoa pox. Um yeah, just as an aside, one of those new rail lines that we that, that we spoke about there is the the China Laos Railway. Um, it's a fast train from Kunming to the Laotian capital of Vientiane. Yeah, I heard all about it. Yeah, they managed to open up part of it, most of it. Um, it does go across border now, but it isn't finished for one very good reason. Did you hear why? Something to do with bombs, right? Yeah, um, 270 million tonnes of bombs um, were dropped on Laos during the during the Vietnam War. There were 270 million tonnes dropped by the Americans. Um, more bombs were dropped on Laos during the Vietnam War than were dropped during the entire Second World War. Um, so construction work is pretty slow and dangerous. Yeah, to put that in perspective, there was one ton of bombs dropped for every person in Laos. Uh, and apparently only 70% of the bombs that dropped actually exploded. Um, the estimate is there were 80 million tons of unexploded bombs in Laos. Yeah, the the bomb disposal teams, they're having a hard time. But last year, they had three bomb disposal experts die. You know, they were just clearing out bombs for the for the thing and they died. Um, it's a tough job, not one I'd want to do. Um, Laos is the most heavily bombed country ever and it's never been at war with another country. Yeah, one of the heads of the project, uh, Lee Bin, is quoted as saying this, You can never imagine the scenario the first day I got here. The county chief with militiamen demining led the way. And local people chopped trees, Lee said. He and his workers had to inch forward on foot since no machinery could get in. Yeah, so they were literally clearing the land by hand. Moving forward very, very carefully. Uh, Lee Bin said he doesn't think the bombs could be cleared in 100 years, you such need, as the scale yeah. of the job. You'd need an army of armies to clear that up. Obama said he'd give them 90 million to help claim it up and then he didn't and he didn't apologise either yeah that's mad isn't it yeah anyway back to the migrant workers these are people who are separated from their families 
for long periods of time. Often, this is the only time during the year that they will see their families. Spring Festival. Yeah, and I, I know from personal experience, um, I've got some of my families are are over on the other side of the country. Like Families will have members working on other side of the country. And there's a very stark difference between wages in rural parts of China compared to the more urban areas. And that got us thinking about the effects of travel. Yeah, it did. Day, didn't it? Yeah, um, it got us thinking about um, when babies were born. Most babies in China are born in November. Double yeah. the number that are born in other months. Yeah, no, that's nine months after Spring Festival. Um, baby numbers were down last year. A coincidence? I think not. Yeah, you can't make babies if you are halfway across the country. It's actually insane, the difference in numbers. Um, there were almost 2 million fewer babies in 2021. Yeah, and this is after China got rid of the one-child policy. Yeah, if the, if the Chinese government could give all the married men in China Viagra, they would. They need more babies. Indeed. <laughs> but it's a double-edged sword. Um, the more they improve things like infrastructure, the higher, of course, the cost of living will be. Um, and what that means is that some people, they just don't want more than one child. They can't pay for them. And one of the easiest ways to fix that is just let people go home. There were 7 million less babies last year when compared with, compared with 2016. It's a problem. Um, and I imagine getting more Laotian workers will happen in the next few years. Um, maybe they will make some babies too. Well, if the government have has its way, there'll be uh, plenty of good loving over the Spring Festival. And if this Spring Festival goes off without a hitch, maybe we are approaching a new normal. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. It would be nice to get back to a bit of freedom. It can seem sometimes like we're like we're trapped here. Lots of foreigners are just going home. And probably never coming back. Yeah, unfortunately I can't because someone would have to look after my dog. Yeah, the dog won't feed itself, will it? No, it will not. Uh, and neither will we. And so with that, we're going to let you go. We're going to sign off. Um, yeah, please like, uh, subscribe. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at the China Podcast, or you can email us at the, the, China, the China Podcast, podcast at outlook.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, enjoy the, the start of spring. Winter is over. Toodles. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>